G'day, what's up? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 22nd of August, 2023. Mate, come on. Hey, you know what I did a couple days ago? I shaved my head with a razor for the first time. I am loving it. The feeling of the hair coming back. I was shaving it with my Manscaped. Uh, by the way, big shout out to Manscaped. Thank you for your support of the podcast. I was shaving it with my Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 since I shaved it in September, but I happened to lose the charging dock for the lawnmower. I don't know where I put it. I fucking, it's just gone astray at some point in the process of moving around and bloobity bloobity blue. So I don't have it. And I was just, (laughs) I just kept using it. I was like, well, I don't have it, but like, you know, I'll deal with that (laughs) if and when the battery on this thing runs out. (laughs) So dumb. And then, you know, I was using it to shave my head one day and the battery just, it went from working to not working. And I mean, like what, I don't know what else I expected. (laughs) I was like... I'm using it and I was in my head, I was like, well, it's going full, you know, like I guess some of the other clippers that I've used in the past, when they're about to die, they start to go like, they go from like, to like, and then you can still half get a job done, but like, you know, it's about to die. I mean, to be honest, even then, if that had happened, I still probably wouldn't have done anything because it's just, I don't know. I'm not good. I don't plan. I only deal with problems when they are a catastrophe. (laughs) So, yeah, it went from, but the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, another ringing endorsement for a wonderful product. It didn't do that. It just went from completely working to just straight up not working at all. The battery just died and I was halfway through shaving my head. And so I just had a few fucking weird stripes and patches on my head. I came out of the shower and I was like, um, boys... (laughs) (laughs) help and uh one of the guys was kind enough to lend me his clipper so that i could fix my head up and i've ordered the new thingy i've ordered the new base part the charging dock and they give it to you for free which is also sick but um you know it hasn't come yet so i got some razors and i've been meaning to get the razors for ages anyway because like it just, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. I want to shave down to the skin. Shave in half, it just feels like a job half done. And then it comes back in two days, it's already too long and it feels kind of soft. But now I shaved down to the skin, I reckon three days ago. And yesterday and today, it just feels so nice to have like a bit of hair coming on. So it's like still hard, but it's not like bitey and it's not soft. If it's too soft, I don't like the feel of it. Right now, it's perfect. So I reckon, probably not after this pod, at the moment it's 4.30pm in the, it still feels like the morning to be honest, but I've just come home from doing my first show, the piano show, Um, had a lovely show today, only had like 9 or 10 in on the Monday, it's a Monday, I'm recording on Monday, but um, good show, feeling good, I've got an ending for the show I think, I want to talk to you about that in a second talk you through my process and other than that yeah just did the show just had a meeting with a friend of a friend journalist who's doing a story about the fringe and money and acts and and how it is to come up to the fringe and um 
I've got like an hour now just to squeeze this in before I go back and do my second show for the day. This is the last Monday of the Fringe. Oh yeah, was I just to finish up that thought? I'll probably shave it tonight. When I have my shower after I come home tonight, I'll probably just fucking chuck, chuck the razor across it again. And maybe that's it. Every two or three days, shave it so that it feels nice. Anyway, last Monday of the Fringe. I reckon the next time I record this will be, you know, next Monday or Tuesday. And um, you'll be you'll be hearing from me when it's all done. I woke up quite tired today. I was out until about 3.30 last night at Olga Coke's um, karaoke night at Monkey Barrel, which was sick fun. Me and Milo Edwards put a song up. We wanted to sing, uh, I guess that's why they call it The Blues by um, Elton John. We did not get an opportunity to sing our song. Once again, the industry overlooks two of the brightest. <laughs> oh, mate. <clears throat> I'm actually supposed to be getting a review soon. I'm still waiting for this shit to come out. But uh, I had a reviewer in my show the other day, which is nice. The reviewer in my show... It's weird, man. Like, I care so much. I do. I want them to review it nicely. But also, the reviewer is just like some 22-year-old student girl. And it's like, I shouldn't care that much about that person's opinion. But also, I'm like, but they write for a publication, you know? Kind of made me a bit nervous. The show's going great. What can I tell you about my week? I, uh, I, I think what I would like to work on in the next period is just being a bit more focused and knowing the things that I want, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to finish. I'm going to do a few more episodes of still not drunk that podcast. And then I'm probably going to finish it. I might try and get a couple more interviews, but I'll probably do like another four or six episodes. And then I don't think I'm going to keep going with it. Cause I gave myself too much work there. I'm going to get home to Melbourne and I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to go back to man with a van and then I'm going to start looking for other work that I enjoy, maybe tour guide work, something like that. And that'll be a focus, right? Find a job that I like and can enjoy. Because this year at the Fringe, the money pretty good again. I think I'm saving more money than I was last year. I think I'm being smarter with my money. And I just did all my projections and it looks like I'm going to come away with about 5,000 pounds which is about 10,000 Australian dollars. I'm currently 13 grand in debt. So conservatively, I reckon I will have 5,000 left to pay on that debt. And I reckon I could do that or come close by the end of the year. That'd be nice. So I'll have a look at that. I'll get a job, something that I like that I can do that I'll focus on. And then for the rest of the year, it's just work I think I'm going to gig less and try and write more and try and work on the show more and have a few shows, like maybe one or two shows a month that I produce in Melbourne where I try and get a lot of people out to either a preview of mine or a lineup show that I produce and um, have those be kind of big shows that I'm excited about that I can work towards and then, you know, do open mics like maybe three or four nights a week, be working on new material there, but I don't need to go out all the time. I'll go away from Melbourne maybe once or twice for the rest of the year. I'll probably do 
Uh, I've got Sydney for November, the store, and I might go and do Perth at the lounge because I've been offered that and that'll be nice. And then that's about it. You know, maybe I'll do Adelaide or I'll go back to Adelaide for Christmas, but I'm not looking to do heaps and heaps of travel. I'm not looking to do heaps and heaps of open mics. I'm just like focusing on working on the new show and having a job and paying back this loan and getting the new show really good for the Australian festivals. So with that then, is this interesting when I go through, I wanted like, can you guys, here's what, all right. When I, something I've been thinking about with my comedy, and maybe this is really relevant right now. I think what I hope, and maybe I need to be a bit more explicit in this, but I think what I hope when I talk about my life and I tell stories from my life is I hope that in the way that people say show, don't tell, I'm showing, and the podcast is a part of it, but really I'm more talking about stand-up because it's a bit more realistic to hope for this kind of reaction. When I do stand-up and I tell stories from my life, yes, I'm telling stories from my life, and yes, they're meant to be entertaining or 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 kind of just interesting stories or have some kind of emotion and feeling and, and whatever. But more than that, I'm hoping that they're kind of instructive or, or like exemplary in the way of like, here's what happened for me and here's what I'm trying to do in this situation and correct my behavior or change something or think about, you know, a different perspective or whatever. And the idea is like, I'm showing you how I'm doing this and hopefully you draw comparisons with your life and then go, oh, how does that relate to me, right? Because I think any story that you tell someone, if it's kind of honest and emotionally real and has a resonance, it will resonate with other people, even if they haven't lived through the same exact experience. So I hope when I sit here and boringly talk about my finances and my plans for the future, as much as it's very self-indulgent and kind of self-centered, the idea is you guys go, fuck, I wonder if I do that in my life. Or you go, fuck, look at this idiot. How has he never thought of this? I don't know. I, I don't... <laughs> what do I want people to get out of my stuff? That would be a great question to answer, wouldn't it? Even my show, like my new show, I know it's not super funny, but I think it's something different to that. I don't think that's 100% the primary goal of it is being funny. It's maybe emotional or it's like it's meant to make you feel some kind of feeling. But then what? Then what, Aiden? What happens when people feel a feeling? Like, I mean, you listen to classical music you feel a feeling it's not funny but it's kind of sublime do I want my show to be sublime yesterday I went and saw Gillian Cosgriff's award-winning uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival most outstanding show winning this year her show called Actually Good and the premise of the show is wonderful it's her and her partner made up a game where you list your favorite things from 10 in reverse order back to number one favorite thing and so those lists, because you start at number 10, they're often things that are small and they're significant, but they're not like the best favorite amazing thing ever. They're just small things that you can be grateful for or whatever. And she goes through, gets the audience to make their lists and then we have our lists and she has her lists and sings songs and whatever. And um, the show plays out to there's a, quite a sad moment and there's a lot of wonderful things and it all ties together really nicely. And I've been recommended the show and it sounded great and I went and saw it and it was great, 
but I didn't love it because in parts it did feel a bit corny. And I guess that's just her, you know? It's, it's not for... It was still a good show, but it wasn't like... I wasn't like, oh my fucking God, that's the greatest thing ever. I could totally see how you would be because I know some people... I feel like I have a bit of a low tolerance for corny. It just is something about it. Maybe it's my defensiveness or whatever, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't like corny shit. I don't like shit. Uh, yeah, I just, I like things to be either funny and like, I, there's something about the defensiveness of the kind of man that I am, that I was brought up as or whatever, that when things are a little bit too silly corny, I'm just like, I don't respect you. You you have no dignity. Fuck, that's a joke that I need to... I fucking keep forgetting to put that in my goddamn show, talking about how I'm not Tim Minchin because I'm wearing shoes and I'm not singing silly little songs because I have more dignity than that. I keep forgetting to say that in the show. I've got to make fun of Tim Minchin. Oh, good tea, by the way. Lovely. So... I saw Gillian Cosgrove's show and it felt a little corny to me. I did like it, but it wasn't, you know, it it, it wasn't my favourite show that was at Melbourne last year. But it was some people's and whatever. But my thought when I saw it was it also kind of reminded me a bit of what I do. And that I'm just like, I, I really hope that my shit isn't corny. Because I don't want to be corny. Ugh, I don't know. And I, I don't really know what I want to do about that. I guess I just got to think of what do I actually want people's reactions to be from my show? Do I just want, like, on Saturday, I uh, met up with my ex for the first time since we broke up three months ago. And on Friday, like, I've been telling audiences that all week, you know, because a lot of the show is kind of about our relationship and the breakup and not moving to the UK or planning to and getting adopted and whatever. And I've been saying at the end of my show, you know, I'm, I'm going to meet up with my ex. And on Friday on the way out, everyone was like, good luck tomorrow. Good luck tomorrow. One lady said she, it was her loss. And that was all very lovely. But is that what I want people's takeaway from the show to be? Hey, I went and saw this show today. What a lovely man. <laughs> what a great guy. Is that what I want? I mean, it did feel nice. It was good. But I would hope that I don't know, people are, do I want people to be inspired? Do I want people to think about, like I guess what I say in the show is that I've thought for a long time that I don't deserve things, that I feel inadequate, that I don't deserve the nice things that happen in my life and of course I do, it's ridiculous to think that I don't because everyone, you know, deserves to find happiness in the world and I guess maybe I'm trying to tell that to other people, hoping that, or hoping or trusting or feeling or thinking that other people have felt the same way that I have, hopeless, helpless, inadequate, and to just shake people and remind them that you're great. And maybe by playing the piano to the level that I do, i.e. not well, <laughs> but really trying sincerely to play as well as I can and having it be pretty apparent that, I'm playing as well as I can and it's still not perfect. That demonstrates to people like however well you do something and however, whoever you are, even if it's not perfect, it's good enough. It is good enough. Maybe that's the name of my show, Good Enough. No, the name of the show is The Piano Show. 
But I saw Gillian Cosgrove's show called Actually Good and maybe my show should be called Good Enough. <laughs> That's the title of the... Oh, no! My tea! Oh, half of it gone on the floor. Oh, my God, what a nightmare. Well, guess what your job is today, Mr. Couch Pillow? Your job is to clean up some tea off the floor. <laughs> Thank you, Aiden. Thank you for putting me to work. That's okay, mate. One of the pages in the notebook ruined. Good enough. Suficiente. Good enough is the title of the podcast this week. How are you guys doing? Do you feel frantic like me? We're coming into the last week, mate. It's the last Monday of the Fringe. <sighs> like I said, I feel tired today. I actually sat just before trying to think of one thing for each of the last seven days to write in my notebook as little notes for the podcast. And Tuesday, I got nothing. Thursday, I got nothing. And today, I got nothing. And the rest of the days, I've got like one small thing on Wednesday I saw Hannah, Hannah Camilleri's show great act from Melbourne who I've actually known for a long time but have never seen do a full show and her show was so good one of the best things I've seen great characters a really diverse range of different characters that she had uh, mechanic was so funny understated the school teacher so funny I don't know if she's going to record that show or what, but I just fucking loved it. I saw it with another friend, also an actor, and um, that friend was just, yeah, really in... Um, she was very taken by the show as well, so loved that. Um, I mean, oh, I know how I'm going to end the podcast this week. I've got a great story, and I want to tell you how I'm going to end my show, but... Maybe I should try and say something else first. What's been a wonderful moment this week? Oh, you know what? I mean, first of all, one, the English women losing the uh, World Cup final on yesterday. Yes, Sunday. That was awesome. Oh, and by the way, congratulations to the Matildas. The Australian women's football team did us so proud. I mean... It was really, oh, watching the game. That's what I did on Thursday, didn't I? Was it Thursday or Wednesday? Whenever the fuck the game was. Um, that moment when Sam Kerr scored the fucking thunderbolt from 30 yards out. One-on-one -on -one with the last defender, sending her away and then realizing she wasn't going to make it to the goal. So just fucking busting that ball in. That was an incredible goal to put the game back at one all, And I really felt in that moment, like, I think we're going to kick on and do something here. It felt like we had the wind behind us and the momentum was with us, but we weren't quite good enough. England came back and, I mean, we just a couple defensive errors, you know. Really unfortunate defensive errors cost us the game, put us 2-1 down, and then the 3-1 was... a. a Bit of a shit show as well. But, man, they, the girls crushed it. It was so exciting to follow an Australian team deep into an international tournament and uh, to see everything that was happening in Australia and to feel the hope and the excitement. I just, 
It was so wonderful, man. And to be in the beer garden with all the Australians, when that Sam Kerr goal went in, I fucking lost it, man. And I turned around to my English mate who was at like a table, a couple of tables away at the back of the beer garden. And we were all losing our shit. And I turned around and I was just like, fuck you, you fucking cunt. <laughs> I was just screaming it over the beer garden at midday. Fuck you, you fucking English dog. And this table of old women behind us who I just did not like because I was at one point I stood up and they were like, can you sit down, please? And uh, I said, fuck you, you fucking cunt. And they were like, excuse me, your language. And it's just like, you know what, man? Fuck off, I reckon. How about that? How about fucking you're in public watching a sporting event and you're not the fucking language police right now we're in an open we're in a beer garden we're watching it's a it's it's like a whatever day it is but it's like there's people here everyone's drinking we're having a good time yeah i'm swearing fuck off shut up if you don't like it go somewhere else then Ugh, i hated it i don't know is that is that unreasonable I'm in public. I'm allowed to swear. I feel like you're allowed to swear in public. There's no kids around. We're in a beer garden. You're fucking 200 years old. I'm sure you've heard and done worse things yourself in your life than me screaming, fuck you, cunt. And you know what? I be- What I fucking reckon and why actually why I didn't like it is because it felt like they were just annoyed that we scored, but they didn't want to admit it because these are old women and they don't normally watch sport. Here's me inferring completely ridiculous things about their lives that I've no right to infer. <laughs> Just because you don't normally watch sport and you're not used to the feeling of losing or conceding a goal or whatever. So you're looking around for someone else to blame for that feeling. And then there's a guy swearing and you're like, yeah, it's his fault. It's not my fault. It's the fucking sport, mate. That's how it feels when you watch sport. Fuck. Maybe I'm being sexist. Yeah, maybe I'm being sexist, assuming that these old women don't normally watch football. I don't know. I just didn't like being told what to do. (laughs) I think that's it. What a revelation. (laughs) Could you imagine? Fired from 14 jobs, doesn't like being told what to do, eh? Ooh, change the record. Anyway... Um, there was also another dude, a comic who I met, who was lovely when I met him a few weeks ago, but he was giving it so much at the game. Um, he was being really cocky and arrogant about England winning. And you know what? Maybe that's a taste of my own medicine because I didn't like that. (laughs) He was being really cocky and really arrogant about England eventually winning the game. And I sat next to a friend and said some things to my friend about this guy and my friend said some things back to me and we were both quite loud and I think he heard and if he did, um, I am sorry, but also fucking suck shit, man. You were being an asshole. You were around a bunch of Australians being all cocky about being English while the English were winning. I don't know. Sport's hard, man. I guess they were just tempers fraying. I guess that's it. Maybe the old woman didn't do anything wrong. Maybe that guy didn't do anything wrong. Maybe I didn't do anything wrong. Maybe it's just an emotional experience to watch your country play sport. So, yeah, there was that. And we went out and it was sad for a moment. But overall, very proud of the girls and proud of the team and um, excited for Australia to have got behind a football team. Really cool. So, there was that. And then the moment that I think I enjoyed the most this week was just it was was it yesterday 
it was yesterday. I did uh, I did my early show, 1.30, got out 2.30, did the ACDC showcase, closed that, had a very fun set, riffed with some lady in the front row. Uh, I can't even remember what about, but I just I had a lot of fun. Oh, that's right. What did I say? The, the audience were quiet and I was making fun of them going, I can see you guys laughing, but I can't hear you. I feel like the volume's been turned down and you're all just laughing, but silently with your mouths open. And I said, it looks like you all look like the entrance to Luna Park, you know, with the big mouth that you walk through. And I was like, maybe I could walk through one of your mouths to a better gig. <laughs> that was fun. That got a good laugh. Uh, <laughs> did the set and then, you know, did my flyering, got some flyers. And then after that, I had a bit of time before the next whatever it was that I had to do. And there was a bit of time in, what game was it? Aston Villa versus Everton. And the game was on the TV. And I just sat in front of the TV with a pint of lemonade. One of the great joys in my life often. To get a pint, a little glass of lemonade can fuck off. But a pint of lemonade is really just a joy. Because there's ice in there and it's cold, but there's enough, It's a, a pint is big enough that the ice doesn't make up like half of the drink. And so you can have a few big gulps and you've still got like half a pint left. And lemonade is just, it's so refreshing. It's sweet. It's cold. It's bubbly. Oh, oh. I, I have talked about Gillian Cosgrove's show on the podcast before because I remember one of the things in there was uh, making a cup of tea and having the time to enjoy it. That was the name of one of my pods from April or something. That's what I do every week on this podcast, don't I? I make myself a cup of tea and then I take the time to enjoy it. Just having that moment yesterday, it was really only about 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. Sat in front of the TV on a sunny Sunday, watching football with a nice drink and nothing to do is one of the great joys in life and especially amidst the turmoil and chaos that is the Edinburgh Fringe to find that pocket of time is just a, a blessing. So on Saturday, I met up with my ex and it's the last time that I'll see her for a while. Today is actually her birthday. Happy birthday if you're listening. I wonder if you are. You might be. You might not be. I don't know. Feels weird. Um, I've been telling the audiences. And look, this is going to be the end of the show, right? I'll tell you the story and then I'll tell you the ending. Um, so uh, what's the time? Five o'clock. Okay. i got about 10 minutes here. So... We met up on Saturday and we'd planned to and she messaged me and I'd got her a present for her birthday that I, a shot glass that I bought her back when I was in Iceland and I've had that with me and I gave that to her and a little card that I wrote in and we went and got coffee, we got sandwiches, Alba's Deli by the way, Woo! Alba's man, great sandwiches just off the meadows in Edinburgh. And we walked to the meadows and it was a sunny day and we sat down and ate our sandwiches and we talked about our lives now and our plans and our relationship that we had and how we were feeling about it and the breakup and the future and everything and it was sad. And I said for my part that I'm really sad about the end of the relationship and I still 
wish that we could be together, but I understand that we can't because of all of these different circumstances and things from her end, from my end and whatever. And I just feel sad about it. And I wish that it weren't, I'm struggling to accept it still, but I know that this trip that I'm on right now has so much significance in the context of our relationship because we were going to be on this trip together for a lot of the time. And then this was going to be me and her moving together to near London and, and all the plans that we had. So I'm only away for another two weeks, I think. What's the day? It's Monday today. I reckon, I haven't booked the flight yet, but I'm planning to be back in Australia by the 7th of September, something like that. So it's about two and a half weeks. And when I get back and all these things that I've just been talking about, the job and making my new show and just, you know, staying in Melbourne and all of this stuff that I fucking always talk about, that's going to be me moving on. And I'm going to start dating again. I'm going to get back on dating apps and I'm going to start, you know, dip my toes into those waters and, and see how I feel and whatever. And so as much as I feel sad about the relationship right now, I also kind of know within myself that this is the last of that feeling because when I get home, that's going to be like a symbolic of, okay, I'm moving forward into a new period of life now and I said all of that stuff to her and, and she understood and she was talking about where she's at and whatever and then the end of the hang and this is the bit that I want to talk about in the show I was talking to a friend who is going to direct my show I asked him to direct he said yes we've worked together on a few things to do with my stand-up before and he's so great and he's a trained clown from Gaulier and he's an actor and he just has a real eye and a, the training for the kind of physicality that I'm looking for and a stage, you know, everything to do with the, I guess the theatricality of the show that I'm trying to put on. And, um, so we were at mine having a coffee talking about the show and he said, what about this, right? The end of the show at the moment is this story about how I shaved my head. I think I should put in the bit about how I how my razor broke as well, shouldn't I? My clipper. That's funny. That could be a good joke in the story. So I talk about how I shaved my head and I went to the hairdresser that I always go to in Melbourne on Sydney Road and they were shut and I had feelings of abandonment and all this and... And... Um, oh, I just realised I can tie those feelings of abandonment and not feeling good enough. Ah, not feeling good enough. Oh, yes. Man, this show's going to be fucking sick where it is right now it already feels very coherent and like a whole but i know that it's only going to get better for the next three months until the end of the year and as much as it feels finished now it's going to feel even better then the fact that i already have what i think is an ending for it is very promising anyway so i have this bit about the barber and they abandoned me and i shaved my head myself and now i feel jilted and I'm going to go back in there when I get home because I've realized that something that's hard for me is to acknowledge when someone's hurt me and then tell them. And I'm going to go and do that. And then the idea for the set piece at the end of the show, right, that, that Casey, I'll say his name, Casey. Casey Phillips, he's a comedian. He's in the public eye. I'm saying his name. I'm not breaching his privacy. The idea that he had was... I do this end where I go into the barbershop and then we do some kind of thing where there's a mirror in the barbershop 
and there's a, a mirror on stage that's had a black curtain over it for the whole show so it just looks innocuous and I pull the curtain down and put it on like the cape that you wear in the barber shop and then I sit down and I'm facing away from the audience looking at the mirror and looking back at the audience behind me through the mirror so that they can see my face in the mirror and also the back of my head and I put the thing around me like the cape that you wear in the barber shop and I act as if I'm talking to the barber but I'm also talking to the audience and I'm telling the barber a story and opening up to them and being vulnerable in a way that I've been talking about through the show and we were talking about that when he was at my house and we were talking about what story it's going to be and also I think in this moment another callback in the show about my friend who plays the trombone so I'm going to have I, I reckon my friend come out during this moment and start playing the melody from the Chopin Nocturne that I play through the through the show but he'll be playing it on trombone and it'll add an extra like a bit of atmosphere towards the end of the show maybe like a mournful or maybe I don't know but he'll be playing that in the background as I say to the audience and to the barber in the scene, right, into the mirror, I say, I'll sit down at the barber shop and I'm going to tell them the story that I've just told you guys, the audience, about the adoption and my ex and all of this stuff, but without the piano, obviously, because I won't bring the piano to the barber shop. Aha, aha, aha. And then I'll tell them, and this is something that happened now. I sh it's, it's hard to, I guess I'm, I'm struggling with the idea of speaking to the audience and to the barber at the same time, but this is what happened, right? I was with my ex. We walked around and then it was a Saturday at the Fringe in the afternoon and we walked up to the Royal Mile and then she was going one way and I was going the other way. And the Royal Mile is the busiest part of Edinburgh and it's a Saturday and it's the busiest time on the busy, this is about as busy as a place could ever possibly be. And there's just hundreds of people just milling around like atoms, just bouncing off each other. And we're in the middle of this street and we're saying goodbye. I don't know whether I'm going to see her again or when. And, and we've said everything that we need to say. And it just, it didn't work out. And we have a long hug and it's sad and sweet. And then, I kiss her on the forehead and I go to walk away and I let her hand drop and I'm walking away through the crowd and I look back and she's looking at me and I walk forward, I look back again and through the crowd, she's still looking at me and I keep walking and I look back a third time and she's looking down at a dog. And that's the end of the show. And that I think is, I, I think it's a great ending. <laughs> Which is definitely something that you need to say after a great ending. <laughs> and I think that's a great ending. <laughs> I mean, it has everything in it, right? It's sweet. It's not sad or self-pitying. It's kind of nice. She's looking at a dog that's wonderful. I set up earlier in the show about how she loves dogs and how she's always looking at dogs and, and loving them and getting excited by dogs wearing handkerchiefs as scarves or whatever. And that, that helped me, her getting excited about those things also helped me be able to get excited about those things because it's like, I don't need to I necessarily show vulnerability. I can just be like, she likes it and that's why I like it. But actually I like it, but I don't know how to sincerely allow myself to like those things. So I'm just like, she likes it. Um, so the dog kind of symbolizes 
<laughs> this is so fucking to deconstruct this. Maybe this is corny. Fuck. But the dog kind of symbolizes my vulnerability and my growth through the show. But then also her looking at the dog is her not looking at me. So it's like she's gone, you know, she's, she's, there's something that I don't have that she's looking for in the world. And that's sad, but it's also nice because I'm able to accept that and see it and let go of that and the hope of being with her, you know, and still be happy and and look at her with fondness and kindness and joy and all of that stuff. So I think that's what the moment represents. I think that's going to be the end of the show. And I think that's the end of the podcast for this week. And um, I hope you guys are doing good. If you've come to my show this year, oh my God, a big shout out. I won't say your name, but you know who you are. Um, a fan from over here who also donated to my crowdfunder who came with, you came with your partner to the show, both shows. And uh, it wasn't easy. It was, it, there was accessibility issues. And um, I'm sorry that my neither of my shows are in very accessible venues this year to anyone who wants to come who has issues with accessibility. But um, you know who you are, mate. Thank you so much for putting the effort in. And you guys just like, I know I wasn't super helpful um, I, don't, I, I wish I was in a more accessible venue, but I'm not. Um, but you guys really went above and beyond to just overcome that hurdle and come and see the show. And it means so much to me. So thank you. And thank you to anyone else who has come and seen the show or told people about the show. It really means a lot, either of the shows or whatever you've seen of my stuff. And if you're a new person listening to the podcast, fuck you. <laughs> nah, thanks for listening. <laughs> oh god oh mate well that's it for another week thank you guys so much this has been aiden jones sitting under a tree peace